Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth. Dear, dear Kiki. Desperate housewives. She doesn't want to marry Love you like I love you. Don't talk to yourself. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Ill-advised. This is ill-advised. Quiet on set. Testies, testies. What's those testies? Hi, Biffs. Hello. Welcome and hello. Welcome back. Back to welcome. Yes. Yes. Now you lost me. I'm just waiting for you to say your line. Yeah, I know. I'm nice. Just say it. I don't remember it. No. Welcome to advice. Welcome to advice. <laughs> the podcast where two best friends tell you what to do when someone else already has. Like your brother. And your mom's sweet ass. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope you don't know that your mom has a sweet ass. Everyone knows my mom does. Because it's huge. You can literally rest a family so of eight. one time we're at the grocery store. Um, and my, my poor <laughs> She bent down to get something on the bottom shelf. And some little kid behind her said, look, look, mommy. She's got a huge bummy. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. what, how old were you? Uh, I honestly don't know. It was a long time ago. Huge but, bummy. Look, mommy. That lady's got a huge bummy. Did and your me mother and die? Mom, yeah. And yeah. his mom was mortified. <laughs> well, yeah. I, <laughs> as a parent, I would be mortified. Ah, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. I remember. This is terrible. Are you ready? I am. I remember. Actually, I think it was my sister. I don't think it was me. Now, come to think of it, one of us noticed a biracial couple, which you didn't see. Yeah. In the 90s. <laughs> yeah. And one of us called it out in front of my mom at Bradley's. Do you remember Bradley's? No. It's like, the, it was like a Target back in the 90s type of situation. Oh, really? And they shut down like a long time ago. Like in the early 2000s. But yeah. One of us called them out right out loud? There. Yeah. Like to the They couple? totally heard us. Oh. I can picture the woman. What did you guys think? Clear as day. I don't just remember. Like a, I just know like, look, a, like a brown person and a white person or something like yeah, that yeah. and my mother was like we're leaving you're a brown person and a white person motherfucker <laughs> no shit like <laughs> she's like yes us too <laughs> but we're one <laughs> we're joined together we're the white browns <laughs> uh, guys welcome did, i just oh, no. need to know did Gretis, hold on guys did give you a backhand i'm not me that's why I don't think it was me. I was going to say. <laughs> because I don't remember the pain, and I would remember that. And if she didn't backhand, then it was my sister. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was, like, the favorite the and the youngest, right? I have no idea. Oh, I do yeah. remember calling this out, though. I don't know if it was me or her. That's fucking funny. It wasn't my brother, though. He was too busy probably bashing his head into a fucking clothing rack or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. Uh, that's good. That's good. Now, can we talk to everyone? Yeah. Guys, welcome to the podcast. You're the one who brought up mom's sweet ass. Well, you're the one who told the story about sweet ass. Because you talked about my mom's sweet ass. But you talked about your mom and I had to talk about mine. Yeah, exactly. Well. Oh, here we are. I wasn't condemning you. I was. Yeah. Heller. We have wine. Yeah. Biff, do you want to introduce us to it or do you want me to do it? Because it's like all totally you. 
I did not get this. I did not get this wine. Uh, Valate. Valat? Valati. Valatis. V-A-L-L-A-T-E. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no year. I like it so much better when you try to pronounce this stuff. Okay, sure. Give it to me. Okay. We got the bottle in hand here, people. This is Vladi Prosecco. Oh, fucking asshole. Exactly. Of course. It's a product of Italy. You're welcome. And I'm sorry. Uh, Denominazione di origine controllata. This is what I like when you do it. Yeah, it's a 2020 um, rosé brute sparkling wine. So it's definitely not from France. And it was like $10. Okay. Might 11% alcohol by volume. So have a good night. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's have a good night then. Let's have a good night, shall we? We shall. Cheers. And yep. That's weird. Super fuzzy. And super weird. Because it hit the tongue sweet and went down dry. Oh, yeah. I got no sweet in there. No? You're too stuck on the fuzz. Sugar on my tongue. I didn't taste that. Sugar on my tongue. Oh, no. Give me the you know Did you that want an enema? No. Uh, no, I looked at the words and said, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, Trick Daddy does not ask for an enema. <laughs> Trick Daddy sings that? I definitely don't know that You song. know that song. I'm going to play know. it for you after. You're, You're going to know it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Uh, uh, do we want to do any catch-up here? It's been... It's been uh, an interesting summer. It's been a great summer and an interesting summer all at once, right? Highs, lows, and betweens. It's been the spectrum of emotions. I know that I have no fucking idea what I'm feeling. You? Um, my therapist have three years left. I think we covered that in an episode. Have you started your oh, new we one? Did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think I made you feel bad about it because I'm a dick. Oh. So do we? Do well, we? Well, I have? had my final thing with her last Saturday. That was the end? Yeah. Did you hear anything one. about the next? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, no, I haven't heard from anyone yet. Did she tell you anything? She said she had a lady in mind for me that she really wanted me to go to, and that person said she'd take me, and I just haven't heard yet. Is it supposed to be like a A to Z all over again, or is that just going to be the natural progression of things when you switch therapists? I don't know. I've never switched therapists, so. Um, so I think they can give you, like, recommendations. But I think. But do you have to Lucy, start over, like, like, with that person? Do you know what I mean? Like, do her notes just transfer and she's automatically, like, I have wisdom over Stephanie Green. She's definitely not. Not all the notes in the no. world is not going to give her wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Valadi. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I'd imagine since Lucy kind of was the one who like set me up with her versus like, oh, here's my recommendation. It was more like, I really want this lady to take you. So I'm going to ask her myself. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine she's probably going to have her notes. Right. I'm hoping because I am not. No. Fucking backtracking. And you're also not stopping therapy. That is not an option. Do you hear me? Look at me. It's not an option. <laughs> 
It's so tempting. I'm with that you. That's a death stare. Well, here's the thing. Therapy is, and you and I said this very recently in a text message exchange that I'm going to fucking pull up, but therapy has been absolutely eye-opening and burdensome at the same exact time. Because we have to think about making time for it. And yeah, we can talk about our daily and our problems with each other, but like talking to someone about yourself for an hour the whole time and having to dissect yourself, which is essentially what therapy is. Right. Like that shit's so tiring. It's exhausting. It's taxing. It's an emotional roller coaster of like, give me a fucking break, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely work. For me, that's less of, like, the exhaustion of therapy. For me, it's the work after therapy. What do you mean? Like, I can go into a therapy session all day and tell you my whole life story from two years old to today. Mm -hmm. And, like, not, like, yeah, a lot of shit will be hard to talk about and bring stuff up and that type of thing. But for me, the issue isn't like digging down and seeing like where my biggest problems are stemming from like my triggers and my this and that like where those are stemming from that's not difficult for me to get to it's the okay now it's a Tuesday I'm out at the grocery store and I'm getting triggered therapy says to xyz my knee jerk says to Bye. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's for me where the like. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Like, I don't want to do my breathing right now. Yeah. Or I don't want to figure out why I'm having a panic attack for zero reason for no right reason. now. Yeah. That's, we talked about this this week. Like, yeah. I'm not, I, my trigger over nothing, over something yeah. stupid that I didn't even acknowledge as a trigger until you said something. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what the context of the whole conversation was but i was just like at the end of the day i'm like we were both like therapy is fucking killing us <laughs> like being self-aware yeah. and we said this today too being self-aware makes us feel like it's more work like we're supposed to be getting better at this or yeah. we we feel like we should be right because yeah. that's just like that's what progress is yeah. instead we're just finding different ways to deal with different things or or maybe we're just finding different things to deal with as we work, that's I guess I that's working is, yeah. through. That's the whole point. I, I was going to say right? that's kind of. I hate that we just fucking therapized ourselves. Oh, well, that's why we're here. Live. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't need to find a new therapist. No, I guess not. I mean, that's the whole point, right? It'll so work. my. I don't want to rebuild trust with a stranger. Yeah, I understand that. At all. Oh, I found the quotes. Oh, good. You said, it's annoying to be conscious of our existence. <laughs> Fucking amen. And I said, that's actually Still. the most perfect way to put it. Therapy has made it so we're trapped, but in a bigger room. And you said, I'd say more that therapy is the three hints we have to escape the room. The rest is on us. Takes third nip, followed by fourth beer. <laughs> that was accurate. That was so accurate. <laughs> All I wrote was, here, here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. It's like we're constantly trying to unlock our next level of potential. Yeah. 
And we're just like so fucking we're like trying what's to the goal? <laughs> to like, not be triggered no more in life. Well, how many levels are there? How many times do we have to level up? Before? How much trauma do you have? Bro, I okay. can't well, I don't that's I don't even people. know. I find new trauma every exactly. week. <laughs> exactly. Just you know what? To um to that last level, wherever she be. Fucking it. Just I find don't her. Think it ever ends. It's never an end. It just gets easier. Sure. Um, I met with Fred this week. Um, my new, not my new, but I'm very, really focused right now. We talk about like the daily stuff recently. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, oh, how's your relationship? Oh, how's yep. work? Oh, how's like, you know, it's kind of like having a conversation with like, it's like a cordial friend, I guess. Yeah. But I finally was just like, Fred, I need to get down to the root of my anxieties because it's taking over my life right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's coming from. And like I said to you earlier today, like it's like I'm happy, happy or sad, sad. And there's no in between. Yeah. And I need to fucking, I need to figure this shit out. So he's like, well, we've got something scheduled for two weeks. I was like, would it be helpful to me if we saw each other next week? He's like, I'm free next week at one o'clock. And I was like, no, I'll take it. (laughs) So I think I'm going back to weekly therapy because I recognize that I need a little bit more help in the specific time that I'm in this big limbo. So I'm okay with it. Oh, um, sure. And I really like Fred. I really like Fred a lot. My first yeah. therapist, I'm in love with him. Hey, you got lucky. Yeah, until he leaves me too, so. Don't put that out there. I'm not going to. He's not going anywhere. Okay. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. Hashtag. Okay, so do we want to jump in? Yeah, what's on the menu today? Or do you, should we ask them what they want to talk about? Guys, what do you want to talk about? Uh. Nothing. They don't want to talk to us. They don't want to talk to us. It's fine. Um, so this week we're back on the slate, but instead of going prudy, we're going back to um, the same source as episode 10. And we're not going so far back this time. Um, how to do it. How to do it on the slate. And the advice here is from Jessica Stoya, S-T-O-Y-A. This one is from May 31st of this year. Stoya. Stoyay, Stoyu. Um, dear, how to do it. I'm a single man in my early 30s in an industry that's received, received strong scrutiny from the Me Too movement. I avoid dating anyone whom I may have potential influence over professionally in the near future. But recently, I started seeing a woman who works in roughly the same field, but with whom I never cross paths with directly. She's very vocal about how our industry fails women, especially at work. As we've become intimate, she surprised me by asking me to be rough and degrade her in bed. I won't be specific. Why? I know. It's the best part. It's the best part. I won't be specific, but she likes some intense things. I figured this was just a fetish, but we talked about it, and she told me the bedroom is one place where she can totally abandon the hard lines she has to make it work and not worry about gender dynamics. Quote, unquote, gender dynamics. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what... Um, What to think about this? Isn't it strange to imply Me Too is forcing women to stifle their desires? Is this a healthy way to look at sex? I feel uneasy and I'm unsure how to talk this through with her further. Roughing it. (laughs) Great name. Clever. Great name. Hit it, Biff. Um, I just, what really jumped out at me um, was towards the end when he said... um, Excuse me. Uh, about implying the Me Too thing meant. Can you reread that part? Because apparently my brain. I'm not sure what to think about this. 
Isn't it strange to imply me to is forcing women to stifle their desires? Yeah, that part. I'd say yes. It's strange. Right. That's what I mean. I like that. Like, that's not a, you know what I mean? What she's doing in her personal sexual life. Is it right to say that they're not mutually inclusive or exclusive? Yeah. Is that the right way to put that? Like, I... One one of these things is not like really, the other. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I actually can appreciate that this question... I can appreciate this question in the way that it's kind of, it's, it's my, what I'm kind of, what I'm about to say is kind of give me like, no, no, I'm not rubbing anything. A what? A DJ? No. Um, My question was essentially going to give my point of view and I'm just going to say it. I think that there is a line here. And that line is consent. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's really what's the difference here between your bedroom dynamics and what she feels as a human being. You know, your sex life and your fetishes in your bedroom are separate from how the world should treat you. You know? So is, I guess I'm confused now. <coughs> is he's... What is the question? He's like confused that she likes to be. Yeah, it seems that he's confused that she likes to be, you know, essentially like demeaned or degraded during sex. Right. But is like so unspoken, outspoken about like the Me Too movement and women's rights. But, and what, complete but body where autonomy. did his question of, isn't it wrong to imply that? Me too means stifling women's sexual desires and stuff. Where did that come from? From him or from her? From him. Like, isn't it strange to imply that it, it like, essentially, like, am I wrong for thinking that she's wrong means for that, wanting? Or is that does like he her, see an issue that like she's? She I think he's confused. Things? He's confused that she's like, you know treat women like human beings, treat them like other people, like you would right. a man, like normal people. But then people. call me a whore and grab my hair. And slap me. Yeah. And, you know. So he's trying to sift through if it's like. He's just, he doesn't know how to navigate it. It sounds like. Is this a healthy way to look at sex? I feel uneasy and I'm unsure how to talk this through further with her. So I'm curious if he's uneasy specifically because she's part of a Me Too movement. If that didn't exist in her life, would he still feel this way? I think he doesn't know where the line is. He doesn't understand that the, that consent might be the difference between these two things. But I'm saying, he's would like, he still feel uneasy calling her a whore and pulling her hair? If she wasn't outspoken if it didn't about have women's anything to do with a me too body thing. autonomy, right. etc. Um, or if that's I, the part I, in general, I that think he's that like, that's the part that's throwing him for a loop. You know, maybe he's not used to. Uh, also, the other question is: Has any other woman asked for this in bed? You know, is he just not used to it, period? That's also a fair assumption. Yeah, I'm curious if it's, which part is more uncomfortable for him? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. He should really listen to this podcast and write to us. Yeah, he motherfucking should. Um, also, I can give him a few 
tricks. <laughs> oh, she's not throwing people your way. Uh, um, is this a healthy way to look at sex? I feel uneasy and I'm not sure how to talk this through further with her. I guess how to talk is this to her. Is he asking, is this a healthy way to look at, unhealthy way to look at sex from her point of view? Like the fact that she it's, wants It's a little things? unclear. Or I'm not sure it, what to think about this. Isn't it strange to imply Me Too is forcing women to stifle their desires? Yes, but, I think it is. Is he implying that though? By questioning? Yes. yes. So him questioning like It is sounds she... like he's questioning himself and, okay. and how he's going to approach this with her, somebody who's so forward about. So he feels like if he approaches it, it's going to be implying that like, how can you be crazy in bed? But right. go outside and... How could you, like, want me to, quote-unquote... Do these I'm things. I'm going to say this only because I know that that type of fetish exists out there. But, like, how could you, quote-unquote, want me to... Peg you. Peg you, or even just, like... <laughs> I hate to say this, but this is just to say a point. Like, how are you going to ask me to, like, violate you? Right. You know? But and then, then like, go outside and scream at... Like, a dude for doing it to somebody else. Right. And that line right there, right. like I said... That's, I think he doesn't understand consent has a, a very it's, valid, high value. I think um, it's like the biggest influence, yeah. point because there wouldn't be a lot of these issues right. with consent. Right, because stop should be enough. Right. No should be enough. Right. Also, but. if I consented and then it's not really right. Right. Because I said yes. Right. <laughs> so. Although sometimes I feel like you need to sign a contract, but that's only because I watch way too much TV. Way too much or TV. Or watched way too much TV. Not you, so much these days. You've never watched way too much TV. You don't think so? No. Oh. Carry on. <laughs> I think we're on the same page as this, but like, how does he approach her with this? I don't think... How does he talk to her about his feelings behind it? I think he needs to be clear on, is it the physical act or verbal act of what she's wanting and asking? That is kind of, you're kind of like, is it okay to do this or not? Or are you just like, I'll punch you in the head if that's what you're asking me to do, but you also are big into this Me Too movement, which goes against getting punched in the head. I think there are two occasions to have this conversation, right? Like, Well, that's what I mean. Sex. I think he needs to be clear on which part is bothering you. Yeah, it's true. But he also could just simply be like, hey, I know that you're like part of this, you know, that you're, you're touting. We don't know if she's like a participant in the movement, so to speak, as she is somebody who believes right. in the movement. Right. But like... Are you, um, you know, being part of this and you want me to do this? Like, and I understand. It looks like he already answered her question or she already answered his question Good, by really saying, curious. well, I mean, she had said to him, like, she abandons those lines. Um, oh, that yeah. She, has that she gets and to she go doesn't worry about gender dynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's like more, she's with somebody that she trusts. She's. She's kind of answered that, but maybe if he needs something more in depth to kind of like, hey, I want to talk to you and like talk about this. But also you have the opportunities in bed to just be like, I want you to slap me across the face. And like, you know, maybe not to ruin the moment, be like, yeah, baby, like, is that what you want? Like that, or 
you know, just be like, you know, are you sure? Like if you want a response to your consent, maybe asking for it, you know, but if you don't know that consent is the big factor here, yeah. that's all I'm taking away from this. It's yeah. like, there's a difference. She's giving you the and green that's light. the difference. Yeah. That's why I guess I said that, like, he should probably be clear more on, is it the act of what you're doing mm-hmm. that you're uncomfortable with? Or is it just your, she shouldn't be asking for this and going outside and preaching against it? Right. And a safe word might help. Like if she wants to be degraded without any inhibitions, then maybe she's got a word that says maybe you went too far. And that's yeah. like an, a verbal contract between the two of them. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything else for this. I'm curious for the answer. Okay. Dear Raffinette. I'm way more comfortable with your question, with your first question. So let's start there. Wait a second. Hold on. I thought there was only, there was more than one question. I'm not going back. That implying thing. Okay. Right, right, right. Um, I'm curious why you think the scenario implies me too is forcing women to stifle their desires. I suspect it's part of a long history of concern about what BDSM means. Here, mixed with what you see as a contradiction between your partner's beliefs and her desires. Questioning whether you're, we're doing social harm or specifically being anti-feminist by having sexualities that relate to BDSM in a common enough is is a common enough experience that has showed and showed up in multiple first-person essays throughout the late 2000s and early 2010s as public awareness began to rise. And it goes back much further than that. It's very common. That means some women, at least a few men have considered stifling or actually stifled their own desires out of social or political concern for longer than Me Too has been around. In other words, your first question is a delicious red herring. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. But I'm still afraid the second one is going to stick in my throat because it... People eat red herrings. No. No. Um, I think it's a figure of speech. Okay. Right. You get the red herring. Red herring is like the distraction to your first. Got it. This should call it delicious because herring. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Because is it, um, but I'm afraid the second one is going to stick in my throat because it is incredibly sticky. What is a healthy way to look at sex? I think a lot of us trying to answer this, a lot of us are trying to answer that question in a zoomed out way right now. And I've wondered if it's even possible to arrive at a single answer that works for everyone. I'm pretty sure of one thing. You have to discover what's healthy for you sexually, just like you have to discover what's healthy for you in other areas of your life. You're going to make mistakes. You might have experiences you regret, but you might also learn something from them. You'll almost certainly feel like you have no real guidebook at this point because although they are filling in quickly, there are major gaps in our cultural sex ed department, even for adults and plenty of subjects around sexuality that we're still striving to understand. To make it simpler in this case, she's consenting. Hmm. Thank you. I was wondering if this was going to come up. (laughs) There she blows. Your consent is important too. Oh, I did not flip that. I hate that I didn't flip that. But yes, his consent to doing all of this is also important. If you're feeling uncomfortable, it's absolutely okay to slow things down or decline certain activities. You aren't obligated to do anything you don't want to or even just feel a little weird about. Keep that in mind while you're figuring out what the boundaries of healthy for you sex are and trust your partner to do the same. Stoya. 
Yeah. I mean. I think that's beautifully written. I mean, very wordy. Run-on sentences galore. I feel like I wrote it. Because <laughs> I confused myself. But I think it's a good one. And I'm so glad that consent came into it. But we didn't think of consent the other way around. Like, is he okay with doing this? Well, I think that's why I was asking, is his kind of hesitation the act of actually doing these things mm. versus like, you know what I mean? It's a different lens to come from, though. Yep, yeah, for sure. And it's just not something that we do. I don't know. That's very true. Societally, it's like it's the man's fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and cases like this like once the accusation's there that's it you're destroyed it's oh just, absolutely it doesn't need to be proven absolutely you know um and i'm not saying that that it's not true i'm just saying like serious accusations come with serious consequences, consequences yeah. and i guess it's just i don't know i think it's responsible for him to ask this question in a way i mean i don't know if i would go i would use an advice columnist to I don't feel like it's responsible because she's the one asking for it. It's but like I think he's, he's responsible like, like asking for guidance on it without. You think he really loves it, but it's like this girl's going to go outside and. It's entirely me possible. On me. And now I'm going to be screwed. It's entirely possible. So I need like. I've documented it. Confirmation <laughs> that like. Dude, I swear to God, this never happened. It's in the 2019 article from The Slate. (laughs) Right. Um, No, it's absolutely possible. He just needs that, the, what's it called? Validation. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Like the extra, it's fine, it's cool, just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Grab her by the, you know, I can't believe I just almost (laughs) Don't grab her by that. Unless she asks you to. Right. <laughs> Unless she asks you that it's if it's okay if you do it, if you're okay with doing it. Are you okay to grab me by the... Ew. Because <laughs> double consent. Yeah. Kind of changes a lot of things. Is that like, is that a thing? Are you okay to grab my throat? I think in my experience it's been like... You know, oh, please don't do that while you're in sex. And it's like, okay, I'll never do it again. And that's like, that's the conversation. I've never had that, like, let's sit down and talk about how we're going to approach this conversation. Yeah. Or if, like, you're in bed and you're like, oh, pull my hair, and he doesn't, like, okay, then we don't mention that again. He's obviously not okay with pulling my hair. Right. You know what I mean? And then, like, are we... And then... Stifling our own... Dude, this could, we could go on forever. Yeah, no, because there could be a random time where he's feeling frisky and grabs your hair. Frisky. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yes. He does like women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't crucify me. <laughs> That's great. Nicely done, Beth. What's next? Oh, this one doesn't have a title. It's from the same thread, okay. so I'm just going to jump it. in. <clears throat> um, 
Is that the question? No, or? it's not. You're it's, not excused. I just don't know how to use my phone at this point in my life. Because you need an iPhone. Because, no, because I need help. Dear how to do it. Every time things start escalating towards sex, my boyfriend wordlessly leaps up from the bed or the couch or wherever we are and turns out the light. At first, I barely even noticed this, but then it became such an undeniable pattern disrupting the spontaneity of our foreplay mm. that I started to wonder, why is, he, why is he so obsessed with lights out sex? Whether we're in the bedroom or the kitchen or the living room, there's inevitably a beat where he stops, strolls over to the light switch, casts us into darkness, and then returns to me. He has, total, he has a totally normal-looking body, and so do I. Better than normal on both counts, I might even say. So what's, what's going on here? Is there anything I can do about it? It's making me feel weirdly insecure that he only wants to have sex in the dark. Can't see. He's got three balls. <laughs> such an asshole. That's it. That's it. He's got three balls. You've been ill-advised. May I offer another alternative? Can I give her a name? Lights out. Yeah, I need to give her a better name. Her name is Can't See. Oh, right. I'm going to call her Heather. Because three balls? Sure. Is that where Heather came from? No, it was the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, Because I want to talk to her. What is that called? Word association? No. (laughs) When you say something that you're not consciously, like you subconsciously... Keep going. I'll think of it. Okay, you'll think of it. Can I talk to Heather now? Heather, not everything is about you. (laughs) (sighs) This was such a personal level for you. Oh, did you just get Heather? I think I did. (laughs) Wow. Not everything is about you, Heather. A Freudian slip. Thank you. is that, would that be considered a Freudian slip? Because don't you normally know that you Freudian yeah. slipped? I did not no. know. You don't? No, that's why it's a Freudian slip. Because oh. it's subconscious. Ah. And I said what I said, and you... Said what I said? But subconsciously. Slipped. Exactly. Well, Heather. <laughs> I don't think that everything's about you, and you shouldn't either. There's but it's making her feel unconscious. It's unconscious. <laughs> yes. We talk about way too talk much. Talk about me that. too. <laughs> and you too. We talk about way too much consensual things. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it doesn't look like, by the way, that she worded this, that she's even asked him about it. No. So let's well, she start did, there. She did say that. She, she didn't it's not something she registered right away right but now that she's now it's it's become an undeniable pattern disrupting the spontaneity of our foreplay well if it's making her feel insecure she probably doesn't want the answer so if she just flat out comes out and says like why do you always shut the lights off and he's like well because I don't want to look at your third nipple or your third ball <laughs> I don't want you to see my third ball right I will Maybe, but that then that kind of negates her right to complain about yeah. it. You know, like if you're if it's something that's a big concern, you need to say something. Otherwise, why are you writing an advice column? Well, I feel like that's a little bit unfair. You think so? Yeah, not. I'm a bitch, so that's what I mean. Not a lot of people like <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> confront things. So there's oh. a lot of people that like 
are just either nervous or they're just very... That's true. You're right. It was unfair. So... I, I think that you need to ask him, Heather. But I also think that maybe it has nothing to do with her. You know, some people... First of all, darkness sets a mood for a lot of people. It definitely gives a sense of confidence. And a little I, bit of I don't mystery like at I the same time. Worry about the angle that I'm right. in. You know what I mean? I'm like not, you don't have to worry about how your boobs look in that angle. Yeah. I don't have to worry about how my balls look in or that like, angle. Oh my God, I'm staring at my butthole right now. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like right. there's definitely a I gotta fucking worry about nothing and we're just going in. Yep. Yeah, and then, or he may just be insecure with his own body and has body issues. That is what I took from it. I was a little bit, um, I wasn't expecting her to mention that that makes her insecure. Makes sense. Right. But for me, I didn't get that it was anything about her. We can't negate that it could possibly be about her and his, what he feels about her. I hate to put that out there, but it is a possibility, you know? Yeah, because but shutting a light off is way better than sticking a paper bag over someone's head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or duct tape under her boob. Um, or, <laughs> um, I'm just saying that it's, it, that's probably like a very small chance well, that she has said something he's to do with her. I agree. Maybe he just doesn't like his penis. But it sounds like she might love it. But naked. Yeah, I think sex might be a different thing altogether. Maybe it's a mood. Maybe it's an angle thing. I'd rather. Maybe he's insecure about himself. Then. Not if he's a shower. If he's a shower, it looks the same. Just you know, maybe it's outright. So. Give me a man's perspective here. I honestly don't think this is a woman or a man thing. No, I'm asking as a man, if you were this guy and at any time intimacy began, you ran and shut the lights off. What's going on in your head? Darkness makes me feel like bedtime, makes me feel like sex, makes me feel like... Ravenous. Makes it makes it a little bit more mysterious Animal. too. Animal, yes, like, like your across my tits. Um, Animals across your tits. Animals on my tits. Um, and that little but, bit of mystery too in the dark. Okay, but every single time you're not running to shut the lights off every single time for that. Not for the mystery, but maybe for the mood. But if you're already starting to get in the mood, you know what I mean. Like, he stops what they're doing and goes and shuts the lights off and comes back. Well, then maybe it's an insecurity of himself. More likely. I was thinking his If she can't penis, see my dick. He thinks. That he's not thrilled with. Right. He thinks he has a little pee-pee. But maybe I'm, maybe not little. Maybe just not pretty. I mean, it can be a number of things. <gasps> maybe he doesn't think it's great, but she's, like, okay with it. And really, that's what matters. What matters. In a roundabout way. There are so many different avenues as to this go. So the question is, how does she bring that up? Um, is there anything I can do about it? It makes me feel weirdly insecure that he only wants to have sex in the dark. Let's start by asking him about it. Mm-hmm. If you're asking what to do, 
Right. This is the step you should have taken first, right. not written a paragraph to how to do it. Right, because Lord knows how many more times they've had sex with the lights off. Since Lord knows how long wrote. it took them to read this letter. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's a whole lot of lights out. That's the first one. And then you take it from there. I feel like that's the only step we can guide you on because we don't know what's going to happen after you ask that question. Right, because if he's if it is an insecurity thing and he's that insecure about it where every second it has to be the lights off, he's probably not going to freely be like, I got a crooked dick and I don't like it. Probably not. Or maybe he will be. Or maybe it'll be something totally different where he goes like, okay, we can work toward doing it with the lights on. But like, do you really lose your wide on, Heather, if he gets up to turn the light off for that 15 seconds he's away? It sounds like she just wants. Well, she's saying something about this. It like takes away from the spontaneity of the sex. Yeah. If that's all does. he's got to do to prepare. At least he's not a gay man. Okay. Oh, we're getting hot and heavy. Hold on. Well, let's wait 15 minutes while I go douche. Are you serious? <laughs> like, come on. Come on. I can't relate. If you stay ready, you don't ever have to get ready. No, bitch. That means don't eat, ever. <laughs> You've been trying to lose weight. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. That's like four birds with one stone. Come here, trip over my foot. <laughs> I'm sitting. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where you start. You need to really ask him why he's doing it. Just be upfront. Like, this makes me feel a certain way. Like, why do we do this? Or why do we do this? wait for a response and be like oh okay now I understand or oh well this is why I'm asking it makes me feel this way yeah I think it's probably important for her to say like it kind of makes me feel a little bit insecure with that you shut the lights off every time like what's up she right now she feels like it's her right and but I think if she just flat out says like why do you always shut the lights off he can just kind of skirt around the bush versus if her saying like that makes me feel really insecure, actually, that you only have sex with me when the lights are off. Then that will kind of give him a little bit more courage to be like, oh, like, no, I don't, you know, it's not you. It's like, I'm so sorry you feel insecure. It's me. I feel insecure. Or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, then I have a perfect solution to this. Heather, you're going to hire an electrician because I'm going to assume that you're not one. And that electrician is going to come and wire that light switch so that it's always on. And instead of putting the switch back on, he's going to put one of those flat covers on it. And you're going to lock the door. And you're going to go to town, bitch. And when he gets up and turn off the light and he can't find it, you're going to pick him up and you're going to throw him on that bed. And you're going to say, spotlight, motherfucker. And you're going to jump on that dick like it's a fucking... I don't train to Vegas. I don't know. It's going somewhere. <laughs> don't do it by yourself. I have to warn you to get an electrician legally. <laughs> That's all I got. That's it. Either ask him or get rid of the light switch. <laughs> fair enough. Any totally questions? Enough. <laughs> yeah, one of those things sounds way more easier. <laughs> Ready for the answer? Yes. Deer can't see. In almost every case of a pattern's... Oh, sorry. In almost every case of a partner's weird sex thing, it's not you. It's them. Gee. You think, Heather? 
You think your man has a normal body, but what's key here is what he thinks about it. It sounds to me like he's embarrassed about something, and it doesn't necessarily have to be its shape. The human body, as you sure, as I'm sure you know, is nature's canvas for all manner of organic doodads, colorings, and textures. Doodads. I mention this because I don't have much of a sense of how much of his body you've seen, and whether it's plunging you into darkness is a recent development, or if it's always been part of your sex life. I suspect it's the latter. But if you're insecure and you, but if you're secure in your knowledge of your boyfriend's physical better than normalcy, <laughs> sorry, that's a hyphenate. <laughs> better than normalcy. Keep in mind that your normal isn't necessarily his. Various hangups and experiences can distort how we see ourselves to the point of full-on dysmorphia. It could also be that he's a chained under the towel type, and he's embarrassed by the exposure itself. Oh, for fuck's sake! <sighs> A little story that will provide no solution to your problem, but will at least hopefully illustrate that you are not alone. I enjoy an array of body types, and once I hooked up with a guy who was heavy enough to stretch the very definition of thick as if it were a waistband. Is he talking about his dick? We coordinated via the rather superficial medium of hookup app, which is to say the driving reason why we agreed to meet with simple physical attraction. As strangers, we were essentially piles of parts to each other. I thought that implied acceptance of said parts, but after we made out a few a, mu- a few minutes, I was totally naked and the guy only stripped his bottoms off. His shirt was still on. After a few minutes, I asked him to take it off and he demurred. A few minutes later, I told him that I really liked his body and would love to see him fully naked as much as I wanted to tell him, no, really, I like thick guys. It's part of why you're here. I held back because that was clearly an area of sensitivity to him. Anyway, I thought it played well, but the shirt never budged. His personal issue trumped the desire of a stranger he'd never get to know. Go figure. I suspect your boyfriend's personal issue is bigger than yours, too. The only way you're going to have a shot at resolving it, which I hope you do, because I think Lights Off Sex sucks, too, is by escalating it and discussing it frankly. If not, you may be forever in the dark. You could also, of course, do your own wordless leaping leaping to the light switch after his. See what happens if you simply turn it back on. Rich. Don't do that. Turn it back on. Don't do that. I won't see that duck. <laughs> I'm going to see that duck. <laughs> and never get it again. And never get that duck again. <laughs> worst idea. Worse that, that's worse than your electrician idea. That was if all else fails. <laughs> Make sure that you never have sex again. You're right. Mine was too extreme. I would never do that. I'd get one of those boxes that you screw to the wall that yeah. has a key at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> that you have to unlock and then flip it up to right. hit the switch. Yeah. Never get an electrician. That's too expensive. Unless you know one. Unless you know one. Biff, any uh, questions, comments, concerns other than don't do that? No, I just want to know what he thinks is wrong with himself. I know, I'm very curious. I don't know. I, well, no. I have no personal anecdote for this. I don't think it matters to me either way. This is what you got, bitch. (laughs) Well, that was my thing. Is that like, just because you have a shirt on doesn't mean people don't know your type, your physical, you know what I mean? Hmm. 
If he's a big boy, he's going to be a big boy with a shirt on. You know what I mean? Sure. So if like, Some people wear it well, though. This is true. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you get a good sense of yeah. somebody's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I also get respecting people's personal boundaries. So just ask him. Just be up front. Well, that's like, why I said don't run up and turn right. the light back on. Yeah, You're don't turn the light fucking, back. That's like traumatic. He's, yeah, he's going to go flat. Ciao. Actually, like, traumatizing. Yep. No, just talk to him about it. Please don't turn on the light. That was terrible advice. That was worse than the plumber. I mean, the electrician. But do a plumber. <laughs> plumber will keep the lights on. They don't know. just wash the toilet. Yeah. Wrong switch. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, we got Uno Mas on this thread. So I think it's super interesting that people are writing advice columns instead of fucking talking to their fucking significant other. I see what kind of a relationship like, do you have exactly. that you can't talk to them? If I couldn't talk to Colin, you wouldn't be with Colin. I would not be with Colin. Like I get there's probably sensitive subjects and touchy topics and, and you kind of like ask your best friend for advice or like, something but like, like is it cool if i mention this or like do you think it'll be worse or like but to flat out be like uh my boyfriend's never turned kept the lights on when we had sex like what do i do like why doesn't it cross your mind to like maybe i should fucking ask him well and that's not what i this said internet at first person? and you had said something about like they don't confront things, right. but what? I'll, you're right. My point is like, what fucking other advice do they think they're gonna get? Okay, that you know what I mean, yeah. like, there's only so many things that you can do, and that's not. Even though, by definition, it is kind of a confrontation. Societally, it's not what you just are doing is asking a simple question of your partner. Hey, why do you but jump up and turn asking off the a simple question of your partner? That's also affecting you. That's what I think is. Yeah, not it, everything needs. You're not to be just brought talking up. to not your partner. You're talking about your your feelings. Exactly. The emotional well being of your relationship is at stake because you won't open your fucking mouth. Yeah. You okay. Let's take a risk. Internet people and expect them to somehow magically guide you into getting the response you need without confronting quote unquote what do you want maybe light a candle (laughs) (laughs) that's what i mean like i just i'm kind of confused that like what did you think someone was going to tell you because there's here's the thing we're not qualified Right. To give like actual advice on a column where we say like Stephanie or Ray or like summa cum laude 2020 graduates of whatever school of psychology, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, bro, we just told you what they said without (laughs) reading. (laughs) That's that's it. Like, that's why I feel like the first kid I'm starting to think that like some of these people just want that that second validation. Like pull her hair. The second if she, if but like if she's sometimes I feel hair, like the second validation is like you're getting it straight from the horse's mouth. 
or you can. Second validation to me is like, she said it's okay for me to sleep with her cousin. Should I do it? Yeah, she said it's okay for me to grab her by the throat. Should I do it? It's just like... It's confirmation bias. Is that the right way to use that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You would know better than I would. Yeah. It's just, shut the fuck up, people. (laughs) Write about real problems. (laughs) Excuse me, Biff. These are all real problems. They are real problems. (laughs) I just, I just... Let me just say what I've said before to... Invalidate what I just said. Devalidate, invalid, and to not make it valid. If it matters to you, it matters. Yes, but we do actually feel that way. Yes. Um, before we go on to number two, Biff, do you three. want to do your? I'm sorry, number three. Do you want to do your shout out? Mm. Shout out! Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Do your booms move fast like that when you're not shaking? Yeah. It was a great shimmy. Have by you the ever way. seen me breathe heavy? <laughs> Only no, after dinner. Too my trips. <laughs> That's right. Esteban. Steven and his panel. Esteban Alcala. Uh-huh. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. I I'm have just no idea. a white girl. Oh, it sounds right to me. He's a Facebook friend who messaged me uh last week. Said started listening to your podcast and I've really enjoyed it so far. I said, oh, really? Thanks so much. He said, yeah, I've listened to three episodes. Hmm. So, That's nice. Yeah. He was, he's kind of like a random friend. He's not like, we don't talk all the time. More like an acquaintance type of situation. Actually, I'm not positive I even know him in real life. Sure. But we've been Facebook friends for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if I saw him in person, it wouldn't feel weird. Right. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. But it's like one of those things where it's like, we're not technically friends but we are now even though we've never met okay i have a couple of and yeah like if you saw him in person you'd say hi even though it's like this is my first time ever seeing you that's so funny because we i have people that i've met at like out in public and we point at each other like you you're on my facebook oh not even now it's just like oh my god it's so good to see you it's like yeah yeah, the last time we saw each other was online exactly (laughs) It said that you were on 56 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of shit. Yeah, so I thought it was really cool that he had, um, well, first of all, that he is listening or did listen. Yeah. But also that he had let me know that he was listening and he said he enjoyed it. I always appreciate when anyone just takes the time to, like, read our bio or our our info, whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Our description because... Like, we, we've said this a million times, even though, like, privately we talk about the numbers, but we really do this because it's, like, it's us. It makes us make time for each other, for yeah. us as best friends. But, like, it gives us a chance to kind of, like, express in some sort of creative outlet how we feel about certain things. And it's, it's no surprise to me how you feel and vice versa. Right. about certain subjects but it's just like those interesting perspectives out there we've gotten yeah. some incredible feedback from people um some people who really like what we have to say some people who love the sound of our voices and i'm like my sister sure thinks you have the sexiest voice on the planet but she still doesn't listen i know <laughs> um but even like i told you earlier i was listening to edit while i was cooking and cleaning yeah. 
the kitchen and, and Colin was like, you have like the sexiest voice. And I'm like, shut up. I don't. You're welcome. <laughs> shut up. You have to listen to my podcast to tell me that. <laughs> but he, oh, and our, and our laughs. He liked our laughs. We were laughing so hard in one of the episodes. He liked your laugh. I think we were both laughing together and he said, I love your laughs with an S. Mm. But if it's just, just mine, he's got brownie good. points. Bitch, I love your laugh. <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> um, who want to do one more? Might as well. All right. Dear How to Do It. My spouse of many years and I have a fun, loving, and reasonably active sex life. We're both creatures of habit and our sex is pretty routine. That is, things usually proceed in a pretty similar way each time and we don't mess around a lot. We don't mess around with a lot of positions. We both get off most times, and it seems clear to me that sex remains an important and great part of our relationship, (laughs) even as we've gotten older. So what's the problem? We each have admitted to worrying that the other isn't satisfied, in part because the entire sexual industrial complex, including sex columnists, seems bent on poking fun at our specific kind of vanilla straight person sex and often portrait missionary and often portrays a sexual relationship like ours as, as a boring rut in which both partners are hopelessly stuck. We also see other couples our age being driven apart, sometimes because one or the other heads off in search of younger, hotter targets. So even though we both are happy and satisfied with, we still get neurotic sometimes that the other one isn't happy and satisfied. Whether our ever flabbier bodies are not turn-ons, whether we should be more adventurous, whether we should be ashamed of our routine. What do you say? Should squares like us be spicing things up in some way? What's the best way for us to reassure each other of something that we both know in our hearts but we still worry about the default flavor. I love that name. If it ain't broke. Don't fucking fix it. Okay. But you can't fit a square block in a round hole. You can if the square is smaller. Okay. <laughs> I hate that fucking saying. Perspective matters. I'm thinking of kids' toys. They're all going to be the same Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. If you're trying to develop your motor skills, Damn it. <laughs> then fucking get a different box of blocks. Um, I think that they're, they're always worried that the other isn't satisfied. Honestly, you have to trust each other. If you're not... If you're both seriously okay with things the way that they are, if you're vanilla, boring, missionary sex. And get off some most times. And get off most times. And you're both like, I'm okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Are you okay? There's no need to keep asking, are you okay? Okay. You're both content in the way that you are. And if you're both feeling a certain way that the outside world is shaming you into doing something more exciting, isn't it possible that you might be curious about something a little bit different. Possible. Or you're wondering if your mate is curious about something different because Peggy Sue is just laying on her back all day. So she's thinking, I wonder if he wants me to bend over. Meanwhile, Lyle's like, like, I'm always fucking on top thrusting. 
And maybe she wants to turn around and try maybe dogging. Maybe she wants to bend over. Or maybe she wants to get on top and thrust. Oh, Lyle and Peggy. They're terrible names. Well, <laughs> they sound like a Lyle and a Peggy. <laughs> really do. <laughs> Lyle and Peggy sitting in a tree. M-I-V-A-N-I-L-L-A. Missionary. Did I spell vanilla right? I got lost spelling missionary. No, we're not shaming you. We're just laughing with you. I love missionary sometimes. I love it. I I literally get to lay there and watch you. A, watch you. Oh my God, watch you. Watch you. She's probably thrilled. But she also doesn't have to fucking do all the weird. Do you know how exhausting it is to be on top? Yes, I'm over it. Oh my God, exhausting. Over it. I'm over it. I hope that, Colin, you're listening. I'm just kidding. I don't have any issues with missionary. I also don't have any issues with other positions. Doggy's a good time, too. There's all kinds of them. And I'm a fan of sex in general. We're just telling you, like, fine, you're great where you are. But if you want to explore other positions, that's okay, too. Or if you think he wants to explore other positions, maybe try ask them. him. Yeah, and then try them. Say, so, hey, you want me to bend Peg this you? vanilla ass over? Yeah, give you a little bit you of this. You want a little bit of sprinkles tonight? A little bit. With your vanilla ice cream? Or this icing from yeah. this sprinkled you vanilla. You want a cherry on that whipped cream? You want a whipped cream on the cherry? She definitely does. She totes does. She doesn't want kids, though. It doesn't sound like it. Their kids are probably adults. They're probably adults. They're older. Jared and Sarah. You gotta work with what you've got. But you know what? Also, be don't be afraid to be spontaneous. Like, if he's sitting in a chair and it looks like he's got a boner, like, rip his pants off and get on top of that shit and ride it like it's Christmas. Amen. Right? Amen. Thank you so much. We're very sex positive here. Positively just, sex. Yeah, just fucking, who cares who, who cares how many who cares how long? Who just- I did judge a little bit that one girl that said she went out and had sometimes <laughs> more than one partner every time she went out. Like twice a week? Yeah. yeah. Or like every I weekend. I didn't really judge her. I felt, I felt a little bit of judgment. I'm, I think her. maybe I judged her a little bit when she told us she had a boyfriend. Yeah. Well, she didn't tell us, but when she yeah. said she had a boyfriend, I was like, Which oh. makes it a little bit awkward considering the part that I have a boyfriend. Yeah. A little bit awkward. Oh, right. We're very sex positive, but when you have commitment and you're asking that question, that means you have a conscience and means you feel like you're doing something wrong when you probably are. Right. Just dump your boyfriend. But we go digress. sleep with whoever you want. Right. Don't want. be in a committed relationship and have at it, girl. Get an ashy labia. Like, who cares? Yeah. Um, Did Peggy mention their age? She just said that they were older or they were getting older. Great, she's talking about 40s. I think we're on the same page about this, though. Like, Yeah, the question's either being asked because one or both are, too afraid are having to. curiosities, right. but also haven't brought it up. Or maybe they are genuinely comfortable with Vanilla. I was going to say, she did mention that they're creatures of habit, and typically it works a creature for you. of habit is just fine with... Personally, I'm like, let's switch it up the whole time. Let's fight over sex. However, in the perfect world, we're both fighting over who's 
going to be doing which role and both trying to fight over. It's who's just, sucking whose titties on the couch? That's right. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's going to be delicious once it happens. Okay. Um, dear the default flavor. Vanilla is delicious. Right? I don't like ice cream. <laughs> the original subcategory of Briars alone. Fuck off. <laughs> That's awesome. The original subcategory of Briars alone has four different flavors. Natural, French vanilla, extra creamy, and homemade. I like all of the above. I want all of them. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I couldn't pick. In missionary. <laughs> Give me that one made tonight. Vanizzle, vanilla is also Vanizzle? next. Vanizzle. <laughs> okay, Snoop. Vanizzle. That was because I drank. Yeah, Vladi. Vladi. Um, where was I? Vanizzle. Vanilla is also carried next to cinnamon and cardamom by retailers. It may be a sex column cliche, but I'd like to remind you that vanilla is very much still a spice. It's very true. Right next to pumpkin and Ugg no, boots. No, cinnamon and cardamom. Yeah, and pumpkin spice. And pumpkin and spice. And Ugg boots. And, <laughs> and tights. <laughs> Leggings. And Starbucks lattes. Exactly. Pumpkin One of our capitalist ones. culture's loudest refrains boils down to, buy this good or service, have a better life, which applied to sex. Which applied to sex can imply that there's something wrong gooder when sex doesn't require. What? Gooder? Good or. Buy this good or service, uh, have a better life. Which, applied to sex, can imply that there's something wrong when sex doesn't require training, props, or technology. An increased openness about kink, polyamory, or even just sex positivity can sometimes tip into criticism of what is perceived as unenlightened, boring sex. The messages you're referring to are real, and they aren't going away. But you can continue to be aware of them and remind yourself that often either marketing or unfortunate generalizations made by people with sexual appetites that are simply different than yours. Jesus Christ, all right, more. <clears throat> I'm not sure you need me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. A fun, loving, and mutually satisfying sexual relationship is wonderful, whether it involves two people or 12, $200 electrical stimulation toys, or the missionary position with maybe a little cowgirl. As her routine, even activities like swinging and intricate rope bondage can be, begin to feel repetitive sometimes. But there can also be immense beauty in repetition. Familiarity is what allows you to know every inch of your partner's body, exactly where to touch and when. Tell each other what you enjoy about your sex life regularly. Compliment your partner's body and believe compliments when you receive them. Hmm. Mm. Shut up, bitch. Fuck yourself. Remember that you two are the experts on what makes you happiest. Stoya. Yep. Yep. That's it. If anything broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. That's all I got. I'm Stoya. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck it. Yeah. Just fucking fuck on your back, bro. And be okay with it. Hell yeah. Not to mention, I had a partner that knew that I was okay with missionary. Like, that it, I liked it. And so they would often, would often do missionary because he enjoyed that I enjoyed it. So it made it less... Vanilla. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Yep. Like it still was very pleasurable and enjoyable and didn't feel repetitive and you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally He knew that like I was enjoying this, so he enjoyed it more knowing. So that's where I was going to go with this is like, I'm somebody who like gets off on the other person getting off. Like what makes you tick? And if you're happy, I'm so happy. Way more happy. Yeah. Which then makes the other person more happy knowing that you're more happy. And so on and so forth. Back and forth until you both eventually bust. Hopefully. (laughs) Right. Most times. And let me tell you that this also applies <laughs> during gay sex. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but hopefully. Um, yeah. So, yeah, missionary isn't just what it's made out to be. But don't be afraid to speak. Be afraid to speak up if, like, you want something different or something more. You want to try something different. Yeah. Or if you think he might, then mention that, too. And if you both like different things, Come out you're going to have to mix it up. Skirt and see what he does. Yeah. Right? Sure. Sure. Throw a little curveball. A little role play in there might change yeah. the dynamic. Yeah. I didn't think of that. That's a really good idea. And then you'll see, like, oh, maybe he Make does. sure you get one of those desks that's attached to the chair <laughs> on your school girl skirt. No, don't do that, because then you can't really maneuver in it very well. But you can be bent over it. No, it's going to tip. Oh. Those They're don't weak. stay. Okay. You've never fell over in one of those things? I actually... Specifically forward? I actually <laughs> have been in one of those while it kind of closed in because I was a fat kid in high school, remember? Oh, God. Yeah, during class. So... Fuck those chairs. I'm a little chairs. bit scarred by that. Fuck those chairs. <laughs> Fuck those chairs. Don't ever get them. They're unforgiving. They're... Don't go to school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just wear the skirt. Just wear a skirt. Oh. Uh, yeah. Those were good. Poor those were fun. Too. Yeah, Peggy Sue and Lyle. Yeah. I hate that name so much. Lyle Jones and Peggy Sue. Lyle Jones. They're both, they're the Millers. They're the Vanillers. Vanillers. <laughs> Vanillar Millers. Oh, guys, send us your questions, please. Tell been, us what position you like the best and why. And why. And who. We want all the tea. All the tea at you've been ill-advised at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at ill-advised the podcast. Both are the same. Also, I did know. you just say fistbook? I literally caught myself and I was hoping that you weren't listening. <laughs> fistbook. I said please, fistbook. I didn't say the tea. Find us on don't fistbook. Fuck. We're Matter of fact, there. Google us on Facebook and tell us, if and then email there. us. Yes, and then email us and tell us what you find. <laughs> Google us on Facebook. And then email us to let us know what you found. Oh my God. That's the funniest fucking thing we've ever said, I think. No, we've said funnier, but that was still good. Guys, uh, uh, you you guys give us life. You look wonderful. Um, you look good in whatever you're wearing. That caftan is everything. Keep wearing that pattern. We're all about it. And thank you so much for listening. You've been ill-advised. <laughs>